I invite you to hold an image of the gospel story you just heard in your mind. Imagine Mary anointing Jesus' feet. Imagine her wiping his feet with her own hair. Smell the fragrant perfume that has filled the house. This is an incredibly intimate scene. Maybe the most intimate scene I can think of in the New Testament. The intimacy that is going on here between Mary of Bethany and Jesus. It is an extravagant act of love on Mary's behalf towards Jesus. And the scene centers around this jar of pure nard, which was very expensive. 300 denarii would be a year's wages for a laborer. So when, when the passage says expensive perfume, imagine a year's wages. Like, that's expensive perfume. Then Judas says that it should have been sold and the money given to the poor because what he really wanted was to steal the money. And the passage juxtaposes Mary and Judas for the purpose of highlighting generosity. A few years ago, a member of the vestry said to me that for him, church was all about generosity and increasing our capacity for generosity. And I loved that notion. I love the idea that part of what we're here for is to increase our capacity for generosity. Mary, anointing Jesus with this expensive perfume is an act of generosity. She is acting out of a sense of abundance. Judas, on the other hand, is acting out of a sense of scarcity, focusing on how he can claim a resource for himself. And that is the context for Jesus' line about always having the poor with us. Jesus is quoting Deuteronomy, which says, The poor will never cease to be in the land. Therefore I command you, you shall open your hand to the poor. It is Mary who has the attitude of generosity that is required to serve the poor, not Judas. Abundance versus scarcity. That is the essential question of Christian stewardship. And the answer is found in our capacity for generosity. When you think about your money and your possessions, or even your time, or your attitude towards those things, is your gut instinct one of abundance and generosity? or one of scarcity and fear. Now this actually has nothing to do with how much or how little you have of these things. 
It has everything to do with what a friend of mine calls an attitude of gratitude. Because our generosity is, can be proportional. We all perhaps know the story of the widow's might from the Bible, where the widow proportionally puts in much more than those who are wealthy, who are making their offerings. I was recently at a conference and went to a, a stewardship workshop, and the speaker said he felt that one of the greatest challenges facing our society that the Christian church must address is that we live in a world where we define our self-worth by our net worth. We define our self-worth by our net worth. But as Christians, we proclaim that our self-worth derives as people created in the image of God, not from our net worth. If our self-worth is tied to our net worth, then we have bound ourselves to scarcity because by definition, that's a limited resource and we immediately are comparing ourselves to others. But abundance takes an entirely different approach. Now, when I'm truly honest with myself, I know that I have both Mary and Judas within me. Do any of you feel the same way? If a couple? You know those movies or TV shows where like, you know, you have like the angel on one shoulder and the devil on the other shoulder? That's kind of how I feel like with, uh, with Mary and with Judas. It's almost as if Mary and Judas are these archetypes of abundance and generosity and scarcity that are wrestling over that jar within my soul. And as they pull back and forth, it's my fluctuation between having a sense of generosity, a sense of abundance, that what I have is itself a gift, and a sense of grabbing like Judas for myself, that there isn't enough. There isn't enough money. There isn't enough time. I can't share it. At the 9 o'clock service, I was talking about how as when I was a parent, and most parents are always telling their kids to share their toys, right? Share your toys. You should share your toys, right? You should share your toys. Or at least your parents tell you you should share your toys, right? But it seems like the older we, you know, as we move past that into adulthood, suddenly the share your toys things kind of goes away a little bit. And we become more focused around scarcity. Or at least it becomes more of a, a potential trap in our lives. And so we have to figure out uh, how Mary wins that battle that goes on within us. This past week I, had a, uh, I was on the receiving end of an act of generosity and gratitude in a way that for me had a haunting parallel with uh, the gospel story today of Mary anointing Jesus with burial oils. Earlier this week, my daughter and I were traveling through Southern California uh, doing the college, father-daughter college tour thing, visiting UC 
campuses that we'd forced her to apply to. Uh, so, so we were visiting various campuses, and uh, our last stop was uh, UC Santa Barbara, and we used to live in Santa Barbara. So after we visited the campus, we spent the night with some very dear friends of ours from Santa Barbara. About two years ago, my uh, dear friend's brother suffered a massive heart attack while running a marathon in Berkeley and ended up in the ICU. And my friend came up and they called me and over the course of about two weeks, I would visit with the family in the ICU. And then when it became apparent that he was not going to get better, uh, I gathered with my friend and uh, other family members, the wife of the brother, and I brought the oil from the church. And we took turns anointing him, anointing his head, anointing his hands, anointing his feet before they removed life support. And then a few weeks later, I preached at his funeral down in Southern California. My friend in Santa Barbara is an amazing artist. That's his uh, career, his vocation, and passion. And he said he wanted to do a painting to thank me for uh, just being there and for his brother. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm a priest. This is what we do. Uh, but so the last morning, Wednesday morning, he said, follow me to my, uh, to, you know, your painting's ready. And let's go. So we followed him to his studio. And uh, he had painted the most amazing painting. It's got to be like five feet by, f it barely fit in the car. And uh, this scene of the beach and the ocean and the light, and it's stunning. And I was so moved by the love and the care and just the giving of his, he didn't have to do this. And he'd you know, put his best self into this painting and offered it to us as an act of uh, gratitude for the experience uh, that we had gone through together. And it's sitting in our house now, and when I see it, it's a reminder to me of Mary with that jar and maybe a, a little trying to let go a bit of, of Judas. And what really struck me is that it, it's really powerful to be on the receiving end of someone's generosity. It is transformative to be on the receiving end of extravagant generosity, which is why all of us are here this morning. Because Jesus is God's extravagant generous gift to us. God has given us the gift of Jesus and we respond to that gift, to that calling of generosity in our own lives. God has given to us abundantly, inviting us to move from scarcity to abundance, to move more into being merry and letting Judas go. It is more blessed to give than to receive because in giving we create an experience of generosity for those who receive and it transforms them. 
as my friend's gift has transformed me. So I invite you to imagine that you are holding that jar of fragrant oil and it represents your money, your possessions, your time, your attention, your compassion. What are the opportunities you have to be generous? Who and what will you anoint?